were trying to remember all this the other day. I mean, bad memories when you get older. And, yeah. you know, if you do LSD, older, bad memories <laughs> earlier. That's, that's light so, speed. Not right? that I did, but that's what my mom told me would happen, so I didn't. And um, That stands for light speed, right? I light had done speed. one movie, which was an accident. Which was a shampoo, and I, a shampoo? man was staying at our house, and he said, come with me to work today. And I went with him, this is teach you a lesson. Come with me to work, and I went, and they were making shampoo, and I became yeah. uh, Lee Grant's daughter. That, yeah, in, in the movie, yeah. sleeps with Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, boy, Underage, yeah. everything. That's... So and my, there was a bad word said, and I, my mother, can I say a bad word, you guys? <laughs> Well, I was supposed to say wanna mm-hmm. in the movie, and my mother asked Warren if I could say screw instead. Because but you then, were doing working with tools and things at the time. That's right. We were working as a yeah. It was a, <laughs> sorry. I and gotta then, try. I gotta try to clean it up. However, well, but my mother was very much against bad language. But then, as we cut to along, going a few years later, she actually said that fucker said the f word to me. Thank you. Good night. I apologize. <laughs> and I, if I've offended anyone, no. think of all the other words I've used that weren't a bad word. Up That's it. Then. That's it. That was only one. That was only one. That's good. Anything for you, my dear, right? Okay. Well, around here, the F word is for force. Okay. So maybe we should, yeah, we can replace it anytime now. So anytime you feel the need, just say force. Episode 212 of Full of Sith. I am the Mike Pilot. I'm here alone this evening. Uh, Holly and Brian, it's it's the travel week for Celebration in Orlando. So, so what I'm doing here tonight, Brian asked me if I could do an intro and an outro for this episode, which is going to be their panel of remembering Carrie Fisher out at Salt Lake Comic Con's Fan X. And Brian and Holly, uh, they were on a panel, you know, remembering Carrie alongside Matt Martin, you know, from the Lucasfilm Story Group, our good friend and uh, artist Amber Dahl. And they just talked about Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher and told some stories and stuff like that. So Brian asked me if I could do an intro and an outro for this episode for you guys so I could release it before Monday morning so everybody that's going to be heading to Orlando could have this show ready for them when they wake up on Monday morning. So that's what I'm here doing. He also asked me if I wanted to share any of my stories about Carrie. And I never was blessed with doing a, an interview up on stage like Brian did out at Salt Lake Comic Con a few years ago with Carrie. And uh, I've only I've only spent a little time with her here or there. Um, I guess the story I would tell that meant the most to me was, you know, I, I've said on on our episode where we were remembering Carrie that she was just a really genuine human being, and and she was who she was, and I've always respected that about her. And she was very funny, and as a, as a guy that, that loves comedy and, and and appreciates these things, you know, she's always you know been upper echelon for me as far as her humor goes. I've always found her very funny. Um, so that being said, I saw her at New York Comic Con years ago, and she was doing something, and I was behind her, and she turned around, and she threw some glitter, and it got in my eye, 
And, you know, it's my eyelashes. I have very long, luscious eyelashes for a man. I don't know why I shared that with you, but I just did. But anyway, I acted a little bit more over the top than I should have because, hey, this is Carrie Fisher. I want to make an impression. I want to make her, her laugh, too. So what I did was is she apologized and laughed it off. And I said, oh, I got to go wash my eye out. And then somewhere on the con, on the con floor, there was like a, a stand that had like uh, different costumes. And I found a pirate eye patch and I put that over my eye and I went walking by where she was signing autographs and she saw me again. And I and she said, what happened? And I told her, oh, yeah, well, so the glitter must have cut my eye or hurt my cornea or something like that. And she was just like really apologetic, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I, you know, I lifted the eye patch. I'm like, no, I'm totally fine. And, you know, she kind of smacked me and ha ha ha. And we, you know, we parted our ways. And and it was always a great time for me. It was always a really special moment with Carrie Fisher because she did laugh eventually at my very long and stupid joke. But to add to that, why, what makes it a really good really good experience for me <clears throat> excuse me i'm sorry um we were out at celebration anaheim two years ago i ran into carrie in the not the vip section but like i guess the green room it's where you know um anybody any of the panelists or any of the you know the stars or whatever they there's a room set aside and it's secure and you can go in and work on your laptop or have a drink or do any of those things and i was in there in between panels and i was working on my laptop i was sitting at a table i was by myself and and she walked by and she walked completely by me and then stopped and kind of turned around and she looked at me and she goes how's your eye and it just she, after all those years she remembered me from my stupid eye patch joke and and that's you know that's one of the things that i've always loved about her she um she just was a good person and um i'm sorry i'm a little emotional but um it was a uh, it was it was really nice that she remembered me out of all the hundreds of thousands of Star Wars fans that that reveled over her and and you know just waited on her every breath you know because she was just again so funny and I'm rambling and I apologize but um so there's my story about Carrie and and I was really I was really touched that she remembered me and that that meant a lot so when we lost her it was you know wasn't her best friend I wasn't even a good friend but it it still hits you hard because it's somebody that you love so I am going to play that panel right now. And again, that's uh, Brian and Holly out at Salt Lake Comic Con's Fan X. And you'll also hear Matt Martin and uh, Amber Dahl, which is pretty awesome. So, so let's listen to that and enjoy. Hello. Welcome to the Carrie Fisher panel here at Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, I know Carrie Fisher made quite an impression when she was here before. And... Uh, we're all here to talk about that and celebrate that. And I'll have everyone here introduce themselves really fast, and then we will, uh, we're going to tell some stories. And then we want to hear from all of you. So there is a microphone. If you want to start lining up now to talk or ask questions or whatever, I think that would be uh, appropriate to do so now. But just to start, uh, I'll introduce myself. My name's Brian Young. Uh, I do a Star Wars podcast called Full of Sith with, with Holly here. Uh, and another guy, he's not here. Forget about him for today. Um, no, don't forget about Mike. Um, anyway, uh, and I write for StarWars.com and Star Wars Insider. And I had the, the uh, great honor of interviewing Carrie when she was here uh, on stage in the Grand Ballroom. And I think that's probably why I'm here. But I'll let everyone else introduce themselves if you want to start, Holly. Do I have to justify why I'm here? Because I don't know. Um... Uh, I co-host Follow Sith with Brian. I also uh, co-host Fothentic History with him and a podcast called Stuff You Missed in History Class. Um, and 
I mean, Carrie Fisher was formative for me, like she is so many other other kiddos. Uh, and we'll get to those stories in a minute, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Matt Martin. I'm part of the Lucasfilm Story Group. Uh, I have a, a Carrie Fisher tattoo, and I was told that that was a requirement for this panel, but I guess not. <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> Uh, I am Amber Dahl. I am a blogger and artist for When You Wish Upon the Force, which is about Star Wars, Disney, and mental health advocates. Um, I'm also a member of the Alpine Garrison. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and Carrie Fisher is a huge um, idol for me growing up, especially with, like, how, how much she embraced mental health. So we'll get into that more as well. So I think, I think it's probably fair to say for most of us, we didn't first encounter Carrie Fisher through the Blues Brothers. Um, it was probably Princess Leia where we knew that Carrie Fisher was something uh, that would be special and, and, and central in our lives, whether we realized it or not. And I'm wondering what that first connection to, to Princess Leia was and why she as a character was important to you. You know, why would you, why would you tattoo her on your body? <laughs> I mean, I'm not asking that accusingly, but it's just like, obviously she meant a lot it's to you. It's a fair you. question. Um, so if, if any of you want to jump in first. I mean, the question's out there for you, Matt. Why did you tattoo okay. her on your person? Well, I mean, I've, I've loved Princess Leia as my favorite character forever, um, and Carrie as a human being forever. Um, Princess, it's funny because I like them both for different reasons. Princess Leia kind of represents everything that I wanted to be, because she's super assertive and she just gets everything done and she's, she's just a boss and I'm not that. <laughs> so like kind of whenever I'm in those moments where I can't get it together, I can't get my way, I try to do you know, a bit of channeling of Princess Leia. Um, and specifically why I got the tattoo is actually not super Carrie focused. It's actually back when I was working for StarWarsShop.com, uh, one of the artists did this amazing... Uh, one of the artists for StarWars.com created this amazing Carrie uh, Princess Leia print that I just really, really loved, and we had to go through a lot of stuff to get it approved to actually be able to sell it. When it was approved, I just kind of half-sarcastically said, like, one day I'm going to get that as a tattoo. And actually my team all pulled together and paid for it, so that is why I have this tattoo. But I was going to get it either way, but it was nice that I didn't have to pay for it. But when other people pony up, it's kind of like you're branded. Yeah, so really, if anybody else wants to pay for tattoos, like, there's other ones I could happily get. (laughs) You shouldn't tell us that. (laughs) There's a Jar Jar one one out on the floor right now. (laughs) Jar Jar's great. We're not going to get into that now, now, though. This is not the place for that. Don't start me on how great Jar Jar is. Um, So for me... Like I said, she was a huge idol for me growing up just because it's like her and, of course, I watched Aliens a lot too, but it was like, it was Princess Leia that really cemented being a strong woman for me growing up. Just And also with her being so open about mental health, that's something that I faced my entire life. And she helped me to not feel so ashamed about it and to embrace that everyone goes through something and it's not something that you should hide because there's a lot of people who get hurt because they hide the issue. And so um, just seeing how strong she felt about it and how funny that she made it because 
it's such a horrible thing to go through, and when you're able to like turn it around and, and make sarcastic comments about it, I really appreciated that just because I felt like it's such a dark situation. She was able to bring some light to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like every kid that saw it, was just blown away by what an amazing, strong character Princess Leia was when I first saw Star Wars. And I, so by the time that I read Postcards from the Edge, which came out when I was 16, Carrie Fisher was already above reproach for me. And then to see her, like, on her press junket for that, be so open about what a mess her life was, was kind of this wonderful watershed moment for me where I realized that people that are terribly flawed, I already loved her, so I recognized that flawed people were very lovable. And it made me treat myself and other women and other people with a lot less judgment and a lot more kindness, which is wonderful. And in... A, a really big way she really shaped my life in that at the same time that I was a six-year-old child seeing that and being like, yes, that is the woman I want to be, my husband was seeing it and saying, yes, that is the kind of hu- woman I want to marry. And so if it were not for Princess Leia, we might not have fallen in love because we kind of were primed by that f- to be perfect for each other. Um, I, think, I think for me, it was very much like seeing a really great female role model and and... I didn't realize how absent that was in the things I was consuming uh, until much later, until I had a daughter of my own, right? I didn't understand how important Princess Leia was in the landscape of the media I consumed until I was trying to shepherd a young girl through it. And um, it, it really hit me that she was, she was of, of Luke, Han, and Leia, that, that trio in A New Hope, she's the only one who knows what's going on. Like, period. She's the only person, like, we're trapped in this hallway. What are we going to do? Well, obviously we're getting out of it, okay? <laughs> like, that's really, she was very no-nonsense about that. And, and going back to it over the years, like, she's just, it's, it's amazing in a culture that, that sometimes doesn't, not sometimes, almost always doesn't value women at the level they should be. Princess Leia was there showing me uh, laying the seeds for that to understand why why maybe society might be wrong about that. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's what I've got for that. So um, I know I know that that Matt, you've got some stories with her, but I, I think maybe yours is probably better. So I might want to lead with mine, and especially since Gary's a thread between them. Okay. Um, I mean, how many of you know Gary Fisher? Do you want to do you want to give the the biography of of Gary Holly? The biography of Gary? Yeah. He was born a small, cute puppy. Um, he's a French. Bo- I don't. I don't know Gary's well, no, just, life story. Just, no, not his life story, but just like for those of you who so, might not know who Gary is. Gary was her adorable French bulldog, who was her companion in all moments from the time she got him. So for, I don't know, how long did she have? Were they together? Years. Years and years and years. I think it was almost a decade. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if if you have really watched any pictures of her, if you go on Getty right now and search Carrie Fisher, you're going to see Gary almost as much as her in any pictures from the last decade because he went everywhere with her. He traveled with her. He became a celebrity in his own right because, I mean, who doesn't love a cute dog who can't keep his tongue in his mouth? Um, So, yeah, that's who Gary is still. So how many of you were at Carrie Fisher's panel here in the Grand Ballroom? So 
before the panel, I mean, everybody was really tense. Like, no one knew if it was actually going to happen, right? Like, no one knew. I was told weeks before it was going to happen, like, you're going to interview Carrie Fisher. And I was like, I don't know how to prepare for that. Like, how do I ask her questions? And then, like, a week later, they're like, no, it's off. They're not going to do it. They're worried she's going to say something about Force Awakens. And then two days before the con, they're like, no, it's on again. You've got to get prepared again. It's like, okay, I'm ready for that. And then the next day, it was like, no, it's off. And then they were like, no, it's on again. Uh, you've got to go get ready for it. And then it was like, no, liter- like, literally, it was back and forth a lot. So finally, the morning of the panel, they're like, okay, it's on. And you've got 15 minutes, and we don't know where she is. So you go wait in the grand ballroom, and so I'm, I'm waiting, and they finally bring her in in the golf cart, and she comes around, and Gary's with her, and they're in the green room there, and she's asking everybody, like, do you have a Coke? Do you have a Coke? Does anyone have a Coke here for me? Definitely name brand Coca-Cola, yeah. not just that she wants a soda. Right. So she sits Gary down on the couch backstage, and, and I'm back there, and I'm watching this going, like, okay, this is, this is Carrie Fisher. I can do this. this is, I, I'm a professional. And I go and introduce myself and say, hello, I'm Brian Young. I'm going to be asking you the questions. I know we can't talk about Force Awakens. Is there anything else you don't want to talk about? And she's like, no, whatever's fine, but i got to do this first. And she turns to Gary and goes, okay, Gary, we're going out there. You stay here. (laughs) So we're going out there. You're staying here. And she repeats this to Gary two or three times. And I'm like, okay, she's... She's really serious about Gary staying here. And I'm already sort of flustered because I'm not sure how this is going to go. We get onto stage, and she's still asking for a Coke. She's asking the audience for a Coke. Um, Somebody got her a Coke, and she open-mouth kisses this guy in front of the stage. And I'm going, like, I don't know how I can top this. And then I'm not sure, like, how it went, but halfway through the interview, Gary jumps over the couch, and all of a sudden I've got Gary in my lap, and I'm like, you didn't stay there, Gary. But it came off, and it was just, it was the most amazing thing about being on that stage is when she was looking at me as I was asking questions, it was like that, that intense stare she gives Han Solo, it's not acting, that's her. Like, I, it's, it's not a joke. When she looks at you, like, that's her. Um, and it was, it was pretty amazing. But that's my, that's my best story for that. That's awesome. Um, so mine also does involve Gary. Of course. Um, it's, it's a little blue, but Brian said I can do this because anybody that would come to a Carrie Fisher panel would probably appreciate that um, because she was definitely that. Um, so before being on the story group, I worked for StarWars.com, and I would produce a lot of the video stuff that we would do. And at one of the celebration events, we had a, actually behind the main stage, we had a, an area set up where we would interview people that just were on the main stage um, for StarWars.com interviews, and I was producing all of those backstage things. So we were waiting for Carrie, and I was going to be producing this segment. Carrie comes, and she sits down on the couch, and Gary sits down on the couch, and I kind of sat down in between and was just talking to Carrie, and we were just talking, like, innocuous stuff about, you know, whether or not we, either of us cared enough to bother trying to get a makeup person to do her up. So we're, we're like, whatever, it's online, who cares? Everybody watches it this small. And as, as we're having that conversation, I'm petting Gary, and his little lipstick starts coming out. <laughs> and it just keeps on coming, and I'm, I'm petting him, and I'm like, wow, this is, right, this is happening. And so she, she looks at him, and she notices, and she's like, Gary, put your penis back in. <laughs> Gary, put your penis back in. Gary, put your penis back in. And then she just looks at me, and she's like, well, he likes you. 
So that's Carrie. <laughs> How do you keep it together after that? I, I didn't really. I mean, I, I was laughing, but like, I'm also a big dog person, so I was like, I was super excited to be like between one of my idols and a dog. So like, I was already in heaven. <laughs> Gary, Gary was the best. I mean, how many of you got glittered by Carrie though? I had glitter on me. Like, I don't even think she touched me, but I had glitter on me after the panel. Like, that's how much glitter is just it's in like her... like an airborne was virus. in her orbit, yeah. <laughs> so if you guys don't know what he's talking about, when she would do her autograph sessions here and at other conventions, if you went and got a picture with Carrie or got Carrie's autograph, she would dump glitter on you. Which was always fun, because you'd get to see people walking around the floor, like, oh, that guy met Carrie. She met Carrie. It was fun. So I, wanna, I, want, I want you... To, to share your stories about your connection with, with Princess Leia, with Carrie Fisher. And I mean, I, that's, that's really sort of the, the idea they asked us uh, when they, they came to me and said, hey, can you, can you do this? It was really about sharing those stories. We have the microphone. We'd like to hear from as many of you as we can in the time allotted. You're more than welcome to ask us questions about our experiences or Princess Leia as a character. You're more than welcome to talk about your connections to Princess Leia as a character or, or uh, situations where... You know, maybe Carrie said something inappropriately. Um, inappropriate was, slash delightful. Yeah, delightful. Mm-hmm. No, it was interesting. The first time I met her, it was at Celebration 2, and it was like the first time she was signing autographs. And I was, I was probably like 21. And they have all three of the photographs that you can have her sign. And there's a line literally around the block, and I'm like hedging between like, do I want the Empire photo or the, the Hut Slayer photo? The Empire photo and the Hut Slayer. And I, like, 21-year-old me went out with the Hut Slayer photo, and I felt so guilty handing her this photograph of her in a bikini to sign. But I have it still, and I like it. <laughs> Wait, which celebration was that? Two. So I have the Empire one from two, signed by Carrie. You were a better man than I was. <laughs> yes, sir. So I just wanted to share a story about Carrie. Um, growing up, before I even got a chance to see Star Wars... I remembered going to my hall closet, and we used to have a raincoat in the closet, and inside of the neckline, it said C. Fisher. And for years, it just hung in the closet, and I never put two and two together, till after I watched the Star Wars movie, and I realized, you know, looking in the credits and getting a little older, I realized, C. Fisher, is that Carrie Fisher? So one day, I went to my father. I said, you know that raincoat that we have in the closet? It says C. Fisher. I mean, that's not Carrie Fisher's raincoat somehow, is it? And it turned out that it actually was. My father was a showman in the Las Vegas area for years and years, and he knew Debbie Reynolds, and he actually had babysitted Carrie when she was very, very, very young, and she accidentally left her raincoat in our house. And so growing up, I had this, this story to tell. Carrie Fisher was in my house even before I even watched Star Wars. So Did it was you pretty sleep cool. with the jacket after you found out it was hers? <laughs> right? No, but uh, maybe I should have. I, I wish I knew where the jacket was Where today. is the jacket now? <laughs> I knew that was the next question. I, I, I don't even know whatever happened to it, to be honest You need with to start you. making inquiries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Uh, growing up, I didn't really have the best family. So I'd always imagine that some of the people I see on TV were my family. And my aunt was Carrie Fisher. I had the cool, fun, sassy aunt. And last year when she passed away, it hit me hard because it felt like 
someone in my family died. It felt like that small part of my world had been taken away because I grew up watching the Star Wars films over and over because they're fantastic movies. And I used to watch, every time she had an interview on TV, I'd watch it. And she'd always be funny and off-color and just hilarious. And when she passed away, it just... I felt empty inside. Um, I think it, it took the wind out of a lot of people's sails. Yeah. Um, I actually hid in my closet and cried when I found out. And I felt the same way. I didn't have the most stable family life growing up. And that's why I looked to her. Because it was like some stability, even if it was a fictional character. But even like her as a person in general, I felt like that she left this legacy for the rest of us to live by. Um, people who have mental health issues or have to face that, just how she kept saying how they should have awards and have medals because it's already hard enough waking up in the morning to put your pants on every day and people still keep doing it. And anytime I'd hear her say that, I'd almost start crying because I feel like it's true. It really is hard to be able to keep going. And I just love how she was just so open about it. And it's, it's nice to know that you actually have a large family who feel the same way with you that everyone hurt with you because we all lost someone too so it kind of it helps you feel more connected that you're not alone you have everyone here who obviously loves her that are embracing her with you I think, thank you um that actually reminds me of a kind of interesting story too please um so when that happened, um, it was right around our Lucasfilm's holiday break, and obviously a lot of us were out of the office. I think pretty much everybody on my team was not in the office that day. And when it happened, I was, I was really impressed by the fact that so many people, both fans, actually Brian was one of them, and, uh, and people that I work with all contacted me to check on me and make sure I was okay. And... What I thought was so super cool is uh, all of the Lucasfilm people that that asked and that were you know we were going back and forth and like you know really upset about it. No one was like, "Oh crap, what are we going to do now?" Like obviously we eventually got to that point because we have other movies to make. But when that happened, it hit everybody so personally that that the work side of it just went away and it became just a personal thing for everybody. I think that was something that was really frustrating for me. Mm. Um, I think that kind of the worry that that would be the big concern of everybody is like, well, oh, what now? What's going to happen with the new Star Wars movies? It's like, well, they're still going to come out because the sun is still going to rise. Everything's going to be okay that way. But it was like thinking about all of you who were in a much closer orbit orbit to her than I was. You know, I I know you guys much better than I know would have ever known her. And, uh, you know, just worrying about what that absence might feel, feel like uh, in the... You know, I reached out to you and Pablo and a few other people, and it was just like, I can't even imagine what that would be like in that workplace after that. Yeah, I'm actually kind of glad that we were all out of the office. And I was... It was kind of convenient. I was in L.A., so they did that whole, like, faux star for Carrie, yeah. so we went to go visit that, and that made it really, really nice. So I was glad that I was in L.A. rather than San Francisco for that time. Uh, that must have been a really challenging time when everybody came back, too. Totally. It was, it was like another world coming back. 
Yes. So uh, I'll never get to say that I had the honor of meeting Carrie in this life and freaking her out with my uh, neurotic fanboyisms. But uh, she's grateful. The best. The best part of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the best part about her is that just the kind of person she was. That didn't really matter. Um, I I just spent a week. I finished it in a week. Her memoir, um, The Princess Diarist. Just how personal she gets, how brutally honest she is and was. Um, you know, she, she made sure that everybody knew her, knew her story, knew how much she loved um, the people that loved her back. And uh, you know, I, I, I felt the loss and I felt really close to her. The, the day she had the heart attack was the day my family was going to go see Rogue One. Maddie, do you remember how I was when that happened? <laughs> it, was, it was pretty hard. And then I, not knowing that she was at the end and her one line, hope, everything that Princess Leia represents in what women need, what men need in, in a woman and for themselves, everything that Carrie was for people who just need hope in their, in their lives, uh, it, it hit really hard. And um, while in, in this life I'll never get to tell her thank you for that, um, I, I can definitely feel what she represented without meaning to. And I, I know she's one with the force, and uh, I've, I appreciate her life and what it meant for all of us. That's all I have to say about that. Gonna make me cry. I, I feel like coming to these panels, though, are our way of saying thank you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that magic is what is doing our thank you and continuing that mm-hmm. is recognizing all the stuff that she's done. So you are. Totally. And I think if, like, Princess Iris is a great example. And if anybody hasn't read it, uh, you totally should. It's amazing. The audiobook is even better because audiobook it's actually narrated so by her. Um, mm-hmm. But. It's very clear that in, in that that she understood uh, our appreciation for her and that she appreciated it back. And I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's really powerful to know that she cared as much as we did. Well, I, I think there's an interesting question, too, like especially about gatherings like this. Like what – there's a lot of people who think it's unusual or weird that people would be bent out of shape enough about the loss of a, of a celebrity, right? You know, there's bigger things in the world. Why, you know, you didn't know this person. Why, why, is, this, uh, why, is, why is this affecting you the way it is? Um, you know, why would we have a panel about it to talk about it? And I'm wondering what, what the three of you would say to people about that. What is it that, what is it that makes this not weird? It's interesting you say this, because I kind of got into it with a good friend of mine about this. And she had basically um, posted something on Facebook about how it was to her, and she, I mean, I want to preface this by saying she had gone through a significant loss in her personal life not long before that. Her mother had died like a year ago. And she felt like everybody freaking out over Carrie Fisher was an insult and an affront to people who had lost someone immediate to them. And I kind of had to like direct message her and go, do you know that to a lot of people, like they didn't have the relationship with their mom you did? Like she was that for a lot of people. She meant just as much 
to me as probably your mom did to you. And it kind of gave her pause where she was like, oh. And I was like, so in you saying it, like people shouldn't do that, you're devaluing their grief the same way that you felt your grief devalued. And really, we're all just coming from a place of pain. And once we appreciate that in one another, like we can help each other through it, whether you're mourning the same person as me or not. So that was kind of my reaction, is to try to explain to people, like, no, the depth of affection and attachment that people had to Carrie Fisher, in many cases, is just as intense as any that you would know in your day-to-day life. I mean, I'm still struggling with it. Like, I literally, a week ago, was just having a bad day and had a breakdown over Carrie Fisher. And even walking the show floor earlier, there are some beautiful pieces of art that have come out of this loss. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry walking the con floor. And I was like, screw it. They know what I'm crying about anyway. So, um, I mean, Matt, it's, it's just as, as in-depth and meaningful as, as any... I mean, I have lost family members. This felt just as bad. Like, I have a comparative data set, and I know. So... Yeah. I couldn't say anything near that eloquent, so I'm just going to let it go. I mean, that. Totally that. Yeah, so well, sweet. And I, felt the, I feel the same way. And there's also people that I attach to it that I am close with that brings those memories and all those feelings and everything back, and it's just like... Um, you know, ever since me and my husband started dating, we'd, I'd always say that he's my Han Solo and I'm his Princess Leia. And so I'd always find like little figures of Han Solo and Princess Leia. So it's just like when that happened, you know, it's just hard of like that whole break situation and just like her going. It's just I felt like a little piece of me died too because I had that connection with her. I mean, um, my wedding cake at my wedding had Princess Leia at the top of it. Princess Leia and Han Solo. Yours too? How many of you had Princess Leia and Han Solo on top of your wedding cakes? Just you and I, yeah. honey. All right. It's, it's all right, guys. They're doing weddings wrong. Right. Okay. I had um, Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> or they just have yeah, had one. <laughs> yeah. You've got a chance to do it still. Yes, please. Or they just, you know, haven't had a wedding. Yeah. Give them time. I actually have to giggle because I came into Star Wars um, apparently backwards. Uh, my no family isn't very nerdy at all, just me. So, so you're the best one is what you're telling us. <laughs> oh, yes, totally. <laughs> so I saw the prequels first. I know. Now that's I know. not backwards. Well, that's that's awesome. Yeah. You saw them chronologically. Chronolo- chronologically. <laughs> and so getting to watch that at first, I was like, oh, Padme is so cool. She's so awesome. Uh, can, can, can we give more screen time to Padme, please? Um, you know, get rid of the whiny guy. And <laughs> then getting to watch the originals, and I'm just like, she's so cool. And, you know, just this inspiration of a strong, you know, girl who's kicking butt and being awesome. And me being kind of a tomboy most of my life, and I've always loved that. You know, she's a girl who's bossy, who's strong, and nobody, she's not going to let anyone give her crap. So that really was a nice bolster. And then finding out later how she struggled with bipolar, it made it a lot more easy for me to accept my bipolar. And, like, reading through her memoirs and her talking about all the things she went through and how she would screw up and everything... It made me feel less horrible about the things that I did before I was diagnosed and treated. Like all kinds of crazy, reckless, ridiculous crap. I'm trying not to cry because, oh, I don't want to ruin this makeup. (laughs) It took a long time. And just 
there's nothing quite like that feeling of self-acceptance that I finally got to have. And I credit a lot of it to her because she's like, I'm not going to apologize for being bipolar and being myself. Screw you if you want me to apologize. This is who I am. And that's kind of become my philosophy in life. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm unabashedly myself and utterly honest about it. If you've got a problem, there's the door. <laughs> Good for yeah. you. Yes. Thank you for that. Preach. Awesome costume, by the way. I got it. I was lucky enough to meet Carrie Fisher when she was here and got glitter. And I also have a Carrie Fisher tattoo. Sweet. Nice. I want to see it later. I'm happy to show it to you. Um, recently just got the rebel symbol as well after the pictures came out with her with the fight and all that good stuff. Um, and I, my entire childhood is Star Wars. And so everything about her is me and my dad and we do these cons together. And so her passing, it was traumatizing. I, I was at work and people were you know, they were like, did you hear? Carrie Fisher died. I had to go lock myself in the bathroom at work because I melted down. Um, she was amazing and one of the most powerful female figures I've ever had in my life. And um, I'm proud to say that I have my women belong in the resistance sign. And that's... Thank you. Um, all my autographs this weekend are going to go on it because this con is for her, and um, thank you. Thank you. Um, I was going to say that, you know, Star Wars was obviously my introduction to Carrie Fisher, and I grew up not only admiring her strength, but the fact that she lived in a world... where that strength wasn't diminished or questioned because she was female. And I have always been the loudmouth who likes to push against things, and I have been called the battery of horrible things that we, we sling at assertive women. I had totally had it together before, I promise. <laughs> and um, so Princess Leia didn't just represent someone who was strong, but she represented a utopia where that strength was acceptable. And I do think that women belong in the resistance because we still haven't created that world. Thank I'm going to cry. I've been crying all day, just putting that out there. Um, when I was a little girl, Princess Leia was my hero. And then when I grew up, Carrie Fisher became my hero, just like you were saying for all the mental health advocacy that she did. And um, her talking about her struggles openly helped me to start a blog and start talking about my struggles openly. And through that, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and thank me for sharing my story 
Um, and I kind of always just passed that straight on to her. And so when she came here to Salt Lake, there was a lot of screaming when I saw that announcement. Um, I might have fallen on the floor, maybe. <laughs> Same. I don't know. That wasn't me. Um, but uh, when she came, I never thought in a million years that I would get to thank her for what she did for me. And so you talked about how she always said that, um, that we all deserve medals. And so I made a janky plastic gold medal that said mentally ill on the back, and I wore one and I gave her one. And um, it was just an amazing moment to share that with her and then to have her ask me questions, you know. Um, and then she said, uh, she wrote in my my copy of The Best Awful, which is my favorite of her books, she wrote to Ashley, my heroine and fellow tribe member. And uh, that's what she was to me. She was a heroine and a fellow tribe member. That's, that's awesome. So, well, and to continue that and, and get other people to open up about that, I mean, that's a huge vulnerability to to open up and just be like, I have this that's going on, and that's what I try and do with my blog as well, is I'm going to have bad days, and I'm going to share those bad days because I want people to see me as a real person, not as just some person behind, you know, who has an obsession with Star Wars and Disney. Like, I want them to see why I have that deep love for it. It's so much more than just because it's a, a franchise and stuff. And, like, she is also one of the reasons why that's, the art that I create that I put proceeds to go towards like suicide prevention and, and mental illness and stuff just because it's like there's got to be something and even if it's a little bit she's like really started something amazing to help push the rest of us like get out of you know our vulnerabilities and boundaries and push towards that yes sir yeah. okay so I was waiting for you all to finish that's all sorry about that okay well um, like many here, I was first introduced to Carrie Fisher through episode four. And I began reading with the Extended Universe in 1995. Um, is that all we talked about, or is that against Disney regulations right now? <laughs> I think it's still uh, discussable. Uh, Disney, Disney didn't burn all the books, you're good. <laughs> And 85 would have been Han Solo books anyway, right? What would you say? 85 would have been Han Didn't Solo books. Did he say 95? I thought he said 85. Was it 85 or 95? 1995. Okay, 95. I thought you said 85. 95, yeah. There's lots of good stuff in 95. That was the year I first started reading Star Wars, actually, in junior high. And the year I turned 12 years old. So I had been following it for um, 27 years this year. No, 17 years. I mean, it's about a while, sorry. And when I heard that she passed away, well, you see, I have high functioning autism. It's called Osberger syndrome. And when she passed away, I took it very hard because I visualized in my mind how everyone who felt the force felt when the planet Alderaan was destroyed. And later on, during the Yuuzhan Vaughn invasion, how all the Jedi felt when they felt Anakin's death through the force and how they felt Jaden's death through the force when his sister 
slew him trying to restore freedom to the new republic after he had turned to a Sith. And I think she felt that way after her husband, the actor, was killed in the movie. Um, and, I feel, and I feel that many fans felt that way after she passed away. For sure. I think, I think you completely nailed it. I think the Alderaan connection is exactly it. There was like a thousand voices cried out, mostly on Twitter, but they were crying out. And I think a lot of us in this room were some of them. This is a good panel, guys. It's really good. Uh, you guys. I mean. Princess Leia was my first crush. I was a little boy, and I saw Luke say, who is that? She's beautiful. And I thought, she is. <laughs> and I sat through Under the Rainbow and Shampoo and watched these terrible movies because, oh, wow, that's what beauty is. And I, too, got to go to Indianapolis in celebration, too. And I got the, A New Hope picture so all three of so us we have the trilogy we completed it together uh, my roommate though got the bikini one and i didn't dare uh, he was in front of me in the line and we stood in line i don't know how long you guys were there it was a long time five six hours we were in that line and he put that picture of her in the bikini in front of her and she said mm, i don't know who this is you sure you want me to sign this i i've, <laughs> I've seen her before but uh, and i thought that was great uh, then it was my turn and yeah she talked to every single person in the line and she asked, how long have you been waiting? And I told her. And she thanked me for standing in that line. And I, nobody does that. I, <laughs> that's it. I, I got to meet my first crush, and she was cool and funny. And uh, it was worth it, you know? Yeah. I was she never it. disappoints. Well, no, there's always that... that that concern that if you meet your idols they're going to disappoint you and I don't think uh, you'd have had to meet her on a really bad day for her to have done that Mm -hmm. Uh, well I guess uh, Princess Leia's influence in my life was I had a bunch of Barbie dolls I never uh, asked for it I was always given them as a gift and I also had a Princess Leia action figure and I noticed that she was the same size as the G.I. Joe guys so she got together a lot of platoon of G.I. Joes and they came over to Barbie's house and they trashed the place. (laughs) Well, I have been a huge fan of Star Wars my whole life. Um, I, I grew up with it. It was already around when I was born and my both my parents were diehard fans, so naturally it would be a huge part of my childhood. And I didn't really know the celebrities' names. I never hit the stage of life where that became important to me. <laughs> but it's incredible that one person could affect so many people. And I don't know who made this comment, but they were talking about that scene in episode 7, I believe, when um, Leia feels the death of Han Solo through the Force. Thank you, person. (laughs) He's in that general vicinity. In that general vicinity, yes. And... uh, 
This sounds incredibly cheesy, but the force is real. The force is real, and I think people in general can be very sensitive to it. And there's a certain line in episode four that comes to me right now. It wasn't Princess Leia's, it was actually um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's. And if I remember it right, he said, Should you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can ever imagine. I think that happened with Carrie Fisher. Thank you. Uh, so I've seen a lot of the of women's places in the resistance posters, and I guess some of you knew her personally. Do you know, was she working on anything? Had any like projects or coalitions going that we could still possibly see uh, a, a more tangible legacy coming from her, other than just like her obvious great past work? But is there anything else in the works that you know of that could be finished on her behalf? Nothing that I know of offhand. Did, did she have her own mental health advocacy charity? She had groups that um, there was a, one specifically for bipolar that she was an advocate for. And also, um, if you go to the 501st website, they actually, on the first page, you'll see Carrie Fisher on there. And if you click on it, you can go on more information about donating to different charities that she was involved in. She was really heavily involved in Make-A-Wish um, but just like mental health and in general, she was just very open about the different places to go to. I mean, there's like American prevention, uh, suicide prevention, and, and, you know, there's also, um, I can't think of the name, but there, there's another one. But there's tons of like different ones that you can just type in that she's associated with. And it's like a different way to keep her legacy going by donating and supporting and being an advocate. Yeah, so maybe the 501st website is probably the best place to go for that collection of information. Yep. Um, also, if you go to the 501st booth, I'm sure there's going to be people there that are more than happy to talk to you about um, any advocate and stuff because we're we have a lot of uh, Make a Wish stuff that we help out with as well. Cool. So I think I think you're our last one. Yeah. I guess so. Um, so mine's not a question like that. Mine's just sharing, uh, and I guess I spent the most time. Uh, figuring out what I would say, um, because I've always loved Star Wars. Um, I've had that connection with a lot of different people. Um, I've liked her as a person. I do struggle with bipolar and have for uh, oof, a very long time. Um, and so I was like, well, what do I even say? Um, but I guess the biggest impact she had on my life is that when I was really little, I didn't really like anything that was sci-fi. And I think it bugged both of my parents. <laughs> Uh, my parents were divorced, and they got along really well, um, but my dad was busy, and so just wasn't around for a while. And um, around the time that Star Wars was being re-released in theaters, in, uh, I don't know. I feel 97. Like I, was, I was right. Um, so I was, I was in first grade, um, and 
I knew that this person was my dad and I knew things about him and I recognized his face, but I didn't know how to talk to him because he hadn't really gotten the opportunity to be around until then. And he, uh, and he called me on the phone and he was like, I'm going to get you this weekend and we're going to make this a regular thing. What do you want to do? I said, did you know that Star Wars is at the movies, not just your TV? And he didn't respond. And I was just like, oh, he doesn't want to go do this. And it comes to find out he didn't respond because he thought he was going to cry because he was so excited that his kid <laughs> liked Star Wars. He's like, I didn't do this, but this happened. Um, and so we did. We went to go see Star Wars. And then the next time that he picked me up, we went and we saw it again. And then the next time that he picked me up, we went and we saw it again. And I, I asked him after like the third or fourth time, I was like, are you tired of seeing Star Wars? And he told me that he saw uh, A New Hope in theaters 12 times. And I was like, oh, okay. And he told me that Princess Leia was the kind of person that he thought that I should and would grow up to be. And so whenever anybody tells me that I'm bossy uh, or that, you know, I, any, I guess, bossy is the nicest and most appropriate <laughs> word that I can say. Uh, but anything like that, then I just kind of go, good. Yeah, that was, that was my story. Lovely. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you. So I was really nervous about how this, this panel was going to go, but I think we, we came through that pretty unscathed, and I think we've, we've all shared a moment here. Um, so I, I wish we th- would have saved my penis jokes for the end, because I, like, <laughs> I feel like this whole thing has been kind of sad in, in a good way, and we needed like an uplifting thing, and I should have totally saved Gary Put Your Penis Away for the end. I think it helped make everyone feel comfortable enough to share, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could share that. <laughs> perfect. Um, Fair point. <laughs> but, but I want to thank you three for being on the panel with me and, and all of you and, and really, uh, I mean, just the legacy of Carrie Fisher for bringing us all into this room to talk about all this stuff in the first place. I, I haven't really been able to talk about this and verbalize it in, in a way like this and, and this has been sort of part of my process and I hope it's been part of yours and, and thank you all for being part of it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And then they wanted me to remind everyone if they're leaving the panel to go out that way. So that's it. Thank you all very much. So yeah, that's, that's a really great panel. And I hope you guys love listening to it as much as I did. Um, a couple things just uh, wanted to say before I sign off tonight. I want to thank Brian and Holly and everybody that did all the panels with them and especially Salt Lake Comic Con for allowing them, you know, allowing us to use all that audio over again in our feed. Salt Lake Comic Con has always been wonderful. Uh, they're a very good partner of ours. I would consider them a good partner. And, and there's some good people like Ryan and a team out there that are, you know, great people. So if you ever get a chance, you definitely need to take a trip to Salt Lake and go to Salt Lake Comic Con or Salt Lake's Fan X because they're they're really good. And like Brian said in the, in the panel or on one of our, I guess on the show or something recently that it's like mini star Wars celebration. It truly is. They do a lot and go out of their way to get some really great um, guests throughout all of pop culture, but especially star Wars people. So if you are going to be at star Wars celebration, Orlando, I wanted to remind you to go check out the drowning in moonlight. It's a memorial gala in honor of Carrie Fisher. So um, think about the panel that you just listened to. And if you're out there, it's just being hosted by Tashi station and friends, but you can go to fullsit.com and in the show notes, there is a link to this. You could also search Eventbrite, Drowning in Moonlight, and uh, it's going to be a really, really nice time. So I hope you can get out there and get some tickets and and uh, experience this with all the great Star Wars fans that are going to be there. And 
it's, it's for a good cause too. It's a memorial in honor of Carrie Fisher, and uh, it's a cause that was very close to her, her heart. Again, drowning moonlight. If you're going to be at celebration, go get some tickets for that. And check that out. And I also wanted to say, I wanted to thank um, you, the listeners, and also the team over at Star Wars Podcast Awards for their tireless effort and all their their vote counting and and everything they do for the Star Wars Podcast Award. And we were very happy to announce the other day I did on Facebook and on our website that Full Sith did win the Star Wars Podcast Award for Best Editing and Production, which um, really makes me thrilled. It really makes me happy. I, I, uh, I have a great team. I've been saying online, everybody's like, oh, well, congratulations, and that's so great. And it is. It was such an honor, and I'm, I'm very happy that we won. Um, but it's really easy to do good work when you work with good people. And I want to thank Brian and Holly and Bobby. He's produced some great shows for us and Amy and Concetta. And it's, you know, you have great conversations and it's really easy to, you know, to, to put out a great show when you have a lot of great conversations and a lot of great people, you know, working together. So it's a team effort. And again, I wanted to thank you, the listeners who voted for us. And, and even if you didn't vote for us, if you voted for other, other shows, I mean, that, that's what it's all about. You don't have to vote for us, but you know, vote and, and get the word out and let other shows be recognized for, for all their hard work. And again, the Star Wars Podcast Awards guys like Mike and, and, and crew, they do work very hard. So go to StarWarsPodcastAwards.com and check out all the winners that are being announced over the next couple of days. A couple times a day, something else gets announced. So thank you again. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so by going to the SpeakPipe app on our website at fullofsith.com. We're going to be in Orlando for the next week, and we're going to be probably recording a live Full of Sith that we'll put into the feed and maybe some other things that we'll, we'll get out there to you. Uh, check our Twitters and our Facebooks and for all the information that we you know, post over the week. Um, our Twitters are at Full of Sith, at the mic, at Swankmotron, at Surliest Girl, and... Um, and if you want to send us an email, please do. Holocron at fullofsith.com. Also, don't forget about our Facebook pages, facebook.com slash fullofsith. You can like us there or facebook.com slash groups slash fullofsith. Uh, go and get in on all the conversations that we have there daily. It's a, it's a really good place for a lot of uh, friends and fans and listeners to get together and talk from Star Wars and, and whatever comes up over the, the day. Also, iTunes reviews or Stitcher or wherever you download our show, like the Google Play Store. Uh, reviews there. If it's a good review, great. If not, you know, I'm sorry. I hope we uh, we can change your mind and you can give us a, a good review some other time. So that is going to be it for this episode of Full of Sith, episode 212 for my great co-hosts that are in transit or already in Orlando right now, Brian Young and Holly Fry. I am the Mike Pilot. May the force be with you always. If you're not be meeting me, I'll close down for a while. <coughs>